Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you from the drunk, well, temporary drunk gossip studio here in Detroit. And today we are going to take a step out of time. We're going to head on back to the past to World War II and old Hollywood glamour. I've talked a lot about how much I really, really, truly love old Hollywood. Um, um, we've done segments and whatnot. But now we're actually going to spend an entire episode um, in, in old Hollywood. Um, and this one's going to be a little bit different because, as you know, I also love true crime. And so this mixes the two together. So, um, before we begin, well, before we get into the heavy um, stuff of this, I'm going to kind of, not kind of, I'm going to read you the blind item that kind of led me down this path um, that got me really interested in this story. Um, I've talked about it with Will, and so he knows uh, um, a little bit, and I worked on the, I worked on an article about this, which we'll talk about in a couple minutes, but for right now, I just want to read you the blind um that got the whole thing started. It's called... It's from Crazy Days and Nights. For all the juiciest gossip, head on over to crazydaysandnights.net. And it's called Blind Item Number 13, Old Hollywood, Mr. X. This former B-list actor was under contract to the illiterate billionaire when our actor was killed. Our actor was closeted but married. The actor's wife knew the actor was gay because the wife was, too. It was for convenience. Our actor was killed under her final breath. The wife believed it was the illiterate billionaire who killed the actor. Or at least had someone do it to stop the actor from talking about the affair the actor had with the billionaire. So, first of all, this is barely a blind item. Because all of that information is actually readily available online. Um, um, this is clearly talking about David Bacon, um, Howard Hughes, and Greta Keller. And... I have an article submitted. It's waiting to be published at this point. It's called The Love Triangle That Killed David Bacon. Um, and part of the reason why this is so fascinating to me is because, as you're going to hear in the upcoming segments, David Bacon was actually very, very politically connected. Um... His family was very wealthy, um, and there, but there was also an underworld element to this. Um, there are rumors of things that he did and secrets that he was keeping, besides the affair with with Howard Hughes. And this is all conspiring to 
Um, this all conspires to lead us to a very interesting, um, interesting may not be the right word to use here, but it's, it's basically what I'm going to stick with right now. Um, story. Um, there are so many secrets, there are so many twists and turns to this whole thing that it's, it's incredible. Uh, and I, I'm not being sarcastic when I say that. To me, it really is incredible. Um, you know, when I when I write an article, normally I I just try to make it entertaining. But as I was writing this one, I was actually trying to learn and understand um, what was happening and getting all my facts right. And and then I was like, well, I think my listeners would love to hear this. So, here we are. So, buckle up. Today is going to be a true crime episode. One, one case only. We're going to be talking about the murder of the masked Marvel. Also known as David Bacon. So, grab your favorite cocktail. Let's sit back and get this ball rolling. I'll be right back. And I'm back. Um, and here's something that I just really want to say up front. Um, normally I don't go through the whole history of a person, um, especially in a true crime article, because unless it, the backstory directly affects the crime, I don't think it's always necessary. Um, in this case... Um, everything kind of blends together, so I do think that it's, I do think that it's necessary. Um, so, David Bacon was born in, uh... 1914, March 24th was his birthday, just a week after St. Patrick's Day. And you know his mom was pissed, like, bitch, why couldn't you be born a week or so ago so I could be drinking on St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> anyway, he's, uh, he was born to um, Priscilla Tolland and Gasper G. Bacon. Um, and his birth name is uh, Gasper G. Bacon Jr. The senior Bacon was um, the president of the Massachusetts State Senate, um, which is impressive on its own. And then when we look at the grandfather, Robert Bacon... We learn that Robert Bacon was actually Secretary of State under Teddy Roosevelt. Um, And he was also ambassador to France. So this family is very, very connected politically. 
and you know, obviously very wealthy since they have these um very um tight political connections. Um and so that means that David went to the best schools. While he was at Deerfield uh, Prep Academy, he was among the most popular students with both um, the kids his age and with the faculty. Uh, a lot of people said that he was very bright. He had, a, you know, he was very genuine, very sweet. Uh, no one actually had really a bad word to say about him, um, which not not all that surprising. I've not met anyone uh, who's really willing to say too many bad things about uh, the dead, especially a murder victim. After he graduated from Deerfield Academy, he went to Harvard, where he joined with the infamous acting troupe, Hasting Pudding. Uh, I think it's actually Hasting Pudding Club. In any case, he joined up with them, and wouldn't you know it, he was acting alongside of... John Roosevelt, son of Franklin D. Roosevelt. And the two became very fast friends. Uh, and plotted having acting careers together. After he graduated from Harvard is when things started taking a slight turn. So after after he graduated from school, his family seemed to have seems to have um, blacklisted him. He was a black sheep of the family, and as you kind of gathered from the first segment, at least I hope you did, a lot of speculation is that they, he was disowned and outcast because he was gay. And when I come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about that and start getting into the seedier side of David Bacon. I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, after graduating from Harvard, um, it seems as though... Something must have happened that caused the family to disown David. Um, there, there is a lot of speculation that um, this happened because he was gay. We don't. There's no word on if he was caught with another man or if he just said it to his family and they got upset about it. Um, that is, that's not information that's readily available to anybody. 
what we do know is even um his niece um gave a quote to Entertainment Weekly where she said basically the family didn't talk about him. She didn't even know he existed until they reached out to her. And that um she hopes Well we'll get to that. We'll get to her hopes in a little bit. Um so after all of this, he moved to New York City. Um, and this is where the story starts to get a little bit seedier and whatnot. Because um, with being cut off from his family, it seems as though um, there was a bit of um, a money problem. And he turned to selling his body for money. Um, and again, there are, there's no word on if, it was, if he was selling his body to women or men or both. It's likely, it's very likely both. Um, some of the stories that were making their way around is that he would be auditioning for Broadway plays... during the day and offering to do the casting couch for um, casting directors who may have seemed interested in him but weren't quite sure he was the right fit for the part. Um, There are also rumors that he would target wealthy people uh, especially wealthy men who he thought he could get a lot of money to have sex with them in hotel rooms and whatnot. Um, and it, it kept him afloat for a long time. And eventually he met and married, well, he met, I, I don't know why I said met and married, um, he met um, Jimmy Stewart and. Henry Fonda, who were also whose stars were also on the rise, though they weren't quite the mega stars that they would turn out to be. So, um, the three of them would become pals. Uh, again, there's no word on if if he had an affair with either one of them. Um, Though there has been speculation um, centered around uh, Jimmy Stewart and David Bacon having um, at least a class and dine short-term fling. But there's nothing to substantiate that at this time. Uh, Henry Fonda and Jimmy Stewart both took off for L.A. and encouraged David to do the same. At first he kind of resisted, probably because he was making so much money as a gigolo uh, that he didn't want to give that up, but then decided that he wanted his acting career more than anything. And he started, he 
he went out to L.A. And that's where things get even more twisted. Oh, yeah. This is going to be good. I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, David Bacon is out in L.A. now. And his two good friends, uh, possibly one former lover, Henry Fonda and Jimmy Stewart, encourage him to audition for eccentric billionaire Howard Hughes. Now, just a little side note about Howard Hughes. Most people think of him as making all of his money from aviation and um, airplanes and whatnot. But that's not actually the case. Howard Hughes had a huge empire uh, with many different um, aspects of his uh, of his conglomerate. The Obviously, the most well-known are the airplanes and whatnot. But um, he had a tool company. He had... um, I forgot. There was something else I read that he had. And then, of course, he also produced movies. Um, He was part owner of RKO Pictures. Um, RKO has a very storied history. Um, And... Up until yesterday, I hadn't realized that Howard Hughes was part of it. So why, why would Howard Hughes be auditioning uh, young actors? It didn't, from all accounts, he was not necessarily a part of the day-to-day operations of RKO. Um... And I haven't found anything that suggests that he was the head of the studio, only the owner. Um, there are some different theories. Um, the one that made the most sense to me was it was how he would find um, sexual partners. And so David Bacon auditioned for Howard Hughes. And the two got along famously. In fact, they were seen having lunch together. Um, Quite a few times around Hollywood, they were seen having dinner together. And it was always under the guise of them working on his career. Now, this is... It's a very plausible explanation. um, Especially as... They had... (coughs) Um, started to work together. You know, he was under contract with RKO at this point. They could have been discussing films and whatnot. One of the things that they most definitely did discuss is changing David's name from Gasper Bacon to David Bacon. Because Howard Hughes said Gasper was too haughty-taughty and it would never play with Middle America. 
the people who would be paying to go see the movies would never actually want to pay to see someone named Gasper. And this seems to be incredibly offensive until you consider the fact that he was more than likely correct in his assessment. Um, so, um, the name change happened, and he was cast in his very first movie, Two Gentlemen from West Point. It was about Benedict Arnold, uh, Benedict Arnold's um, nephew. Trying to redeem the family name. And even though he was only a supporting player, his co-stars often remarked about how committed he was to um, learning his lines and making sure that everything came across as very natural and very... um, very natural and very organized. Um, and very fluid. When the movie came out, it was a big hit, and indeed, David Bacon's star was on the rise. But, as with many actors today, <clears throat> he was plagued with rumors. We're going to talk about those when I come right back. And I'm back. So... Uh, we've t- we were just talking about how um, David Bacon won a lot of acclaim with his first movie, Two Gentlemen in West Point. And there was something that bothered Howard Hughes. His alleged lover was single and there were gay rumors. Now, of course, today's stars... Like uh, Rami Malek or Zac Efron embrace the gay rumors. Um, And even um, in the case of Nick Jonas, do some gay baiting, um, posing in their underwear, um, showing just enough skin. um, Or like James Franco will give the illusion that he's open to being with a man, whether just for sexual relations or um, in a relationship. But back in the 1940s, this was not an option um, because it was still very taboo. So, as hundreds of thousands of stars before them, or before and after them, did, Howard Hughes set David Bacon up with a wife, Greta Keller. Now, a lot of people are wondering why Greta would 
agree to this. There were a couple reasons. Um, the most logical and the one that I think um, people tend to overlook the most is she was also a celebrity. Uh, she was a singer. And um, she was, and she came out and she added both of them later in, in her life. She said, you know, I, I'm gay. And he was gay. Um, the two of them were actually fabulous friends who got along. So in 1942, they got married. And the relationship seemed to be fine. Um, There is nothing that suggests that there was any ill will or anything like that um, that they bared towards one another. So... And she was pregnant very shortly after they got married. At the time, there was some speculation that they had been sleeping together before marriage, which again was very taboo, but it was, it would be overlooked um, as long as the, as the couple actually got married and seemed to be committed. Um, but quite a lot like um, the stars of today... Um, it happened so fast that there were some questions about the relationship and the legitimacy of the relationship. Um, and nobody really seems to have any of those answers. Uh, so we're gonna, we're gonna right now just take a look at, uh, um, a few things. Um, so Howard Hughes set up this relationship. Um, they were really good friends. And she was pregnant shortly after. Um, she, was, she got pregnant shortly after um, the marriage. So here's a couple things that people need to keep in mind. Um, as we go forward, um, these two were married for less than a year. Um, they married in 1942 and he was killed September in, of 1943. Um, and there were some secrets um, whether Greta was in on them or not. That is, um, that, that's not really known at this point. Um, but now, in the next segment, we're going to jump ahead to the actual murder. And then we're going to start filling in some blanks. I'm going to go, and I'll be right back. And I'm back. And we're going to September 12th, 1943. Um, Greta Keller, David Bacon's wife, had had a, a really um, problematic and bad pregnancy. 
up to this point. Um, and um, so they had breakfast. They had had a dinner party the night before with 150 guests, um, which Greta cooked by herself. And then, after, after that, um, they went to bed, they woke up, they were having breakfast together, and David really wanted to go to the beach, but Greta's doctor told her that she should probably stay home, um, and, and rest. So they took a nap, and when Greta woke up, she found a note saying that David had indeed gone to the beach alone. Now this was not unusual, and given that their given their arrangement, this was. Uh, I don't want to say. Expected, but given given their arrangement, she was not very surprised nor dismayed about it. <clears throat> um. So, something something may have happened at the beach. We don't know. Um. But what we do know is that as David was driving home, he was stabbed. And I know people right now are looking at however they're listening to this and saying, what the fuck are you talking about, Ed? Here's here's where things, um, so far everything has been very straightforward and very provable. This is where things um, start to diverge a little, um, depending on what you read. So what we know for sure. Um, David was stabbed. Whatever weapon was used, um, there are some sites that say it was a knife, some say it was a stiletto. But whatever was used... Um, puncture his lung. He drove off the freeway into a bean field and started screaming for help. The nearest neighbor tried to come out um, and tried to get calm him down. Um, but by the time the ambulance arrived, David Bacon was dead. And as news spread throughout Los Angeles and the world, there were quite a few things that started to um, come up. Like the fact that David had rented an apartment. Um, Greta Keller, for her part, seemed to acknowledge this. Although she claimed it was that he had rented it for his gardener. Um, negating that, 
is a neighbor who said that he was home one night and he heard fighting between two people. Uh, it was two, It was definitely two men, and the fight seemed very intimate. It's probably not an employee-employer argument. Uh, and shortly after the fight, he saw David take off angrily. Uh, so, the police... Some of the investigators started chasing that lead, while others were busy fingerprinting the car. And what they found in the car stunned them. And I'm going to tell you about what was in the car after I take this break, and I come right back. And I'm back. So, you're probably wondering what the police found in David Bacon's car when they dusted it for prints. There was only one set of fingerprints in the car, and those belonged to David Bacon. Whoever committed the murder had to be a professional. And, um, so police... The police who were looking at the fingerprints decided, you know what, let's retrace the steps. So they started going by um, some of the businesses and areas where it was likely that David Bacon had been seen driving. And there were, there were many witnesses who did say they saw, um, <clears throat> one account said, that they saw a man and a woman in the car with with David Bacon. But a gas station attendant where David had actually stopped to get gas said that there was another man in the car, a shorter man with dark hair. <coughs> um, now this was intriguing because it was the same description that had been used for the man in the apartment. They finally had a solid lead to go on. And they were starting, and police were starting to chase that down. When out of nowhere, Charles Weil walked into the LAPD um, station and confessed to murdering David Bacon. Now, one would think that um, with someone confessing that this would be an open and shut case. But it wasn't. Because there were too many inconsistencies with the story um, that Weil gave. And as such, They kind of blew it off. Another man claimed to claimed to have known that um, he was a good friend of David Bacon's, and that the whole reason why David Bacon went to the beach that day was because he was being blackmailed, and he 
<coughs> wanted to pay off the blackmailer. But no one, no one seems to quite know, outside of the obvious, what, um, why someone would be blackmailing David Bacon. Certainly he had money, um, even, even if he was disowned, his family connections and his contract with RKO allowed him uh, to live a very wealthy lifestyle. Uh, and it, and if the affair with Howard Hughes is true, there's no reason to believe that his lover wouldn't have given him money as well. There's also um, this stunning twist. So... During all of this, RKO Pictures actually um, loaned out, and this was the golden age of Hollywood, so this happened a lot. They loaned out David Bacon to Republic Pictures for a role, for the lead role in uh, The Masked Marvel. Um, the whole, that role had already taken down four actors due to injury and whatnot. And, and so David was very worried and he would often joke that he was going to get injured or be killed during filming of the movie. It was a 12 part serial. And at one point, he was jumping off of a um, building, and allegedly he rode up a a will, which left everything to his wife, <clears throat> which was not a, a big. It was stunning that he hand wrote the will. And that his cousin discovered it while going through his things. No one's quite sure why he didn't just go to an attorney and have this done formally. Um, But it was almost as if he knew he was going to die. And um, before I take my break, I'm going to leave you with this quote. He, He was quoted as saying... Um, during filming, uh, I believe it was the final scene of the movie, that he was going to die in his car that night. I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, secret wills, premonitions of dying in a car... A fake marriage with a pregnant wife and an alleged tort affair with a billionaire. This is the stuff of movies. And there was one more twist that came out of 
uh, there was one more twist that came out of this whole thing. And that was in the car behind the passenger seat they found a light blue sweater. Now, most people are kind of just blowing this off and saying, well, it was probably just David's and but according to the police, it wasn't. According to the police, it was too small to fit David. And so they started looking and trying to find anything that could possibly identify the mysterious passenger. Or anything that could have possibly led to um, an arrest. What they found was three feathers probably belonging to a seagull. Which suggested that whoever this person was, whoever this man was at the beach with him. Or was at the beach with him, I should say. And um, they they found a few strands of David's hair on there and a few strands of other hair on there. But they were never able to find... They were never able to find who this man was. Now... There are some people, we're going to start talking about theories about this. Um, and in the, in the last segment, we're going to talk about Greta Keller's theory. But right now, um, there's one theory out there that suggests... Uh, remember back um, when he was at Harvard... David Bacon was spending a lot of time with John Roosevelt, son of FDR. And there are some people who believe that John and and David had an affair. And FDR was very, very concerned about this coming out. And FDR um, was so concerned about this that... He ordered the hit. He wasn't going to kill his own son, but his own son wasn't going to spill the tea, so to speak. But David had enough ammunition and was becoming a prominent actor that he could easily bring down the Roosevelt dynasty. So that that is that was one theory um, that made the rounds. Another theory was that David actually had a boyfriend on the side, and he and the boyfriend had decided to end the relationship. More accurately, David decided to end the relationship, and. The boyfriend allegedly did not take it very well. 
And, um, and kind of lost his mind. Again, this seems actually like a solid theory on the surface. Um, and since we don't know anything about the boyfriend, anything could... There could be any number of reasons why this is um, valid or not. Um, most interestingly, people seem to be putting the boyfriend in a, in the same or better financial position than David Bacon. Um, although with a much lower profile. And a lot of this is based on, well, some people are saying it could have been a producer of a movie. Um, it could have even been the producer of The Masked Marvel. Um, and they're basing this on the fact that, allegedly, David Bacon was willing to hit the casting couch back in New York. So why wouldn't he do it out in L.A. as well? Especially if it's going to give him... Um... Especially if it's going to give him uh, uh, more chances at better roles. And th- that's really hard to counter outside of the fact that since we don't have the evidence to l- link him to anybody, it's really hard to just run off on that theory. But I'm going to go, I'm going to be right back with Greta Keller's theory. And I'm back. So, as we established, Greta Keller really truly did love her husband. Um, I don't think that there's anyone who would dispute that. I also don't think that there's anyone who would argue that, um, I don't think that there's anyone who would argue that she was a good wife. Um, or that she wasn't a good wife, I should say. Um, for, for the most part, all of the reports suggest that she and how um she and David Bacon got along perfectly um and, and indeed until her dying days she called him her best friend uh and said she would not rest and she could not be at peace until his killer was found And, um, she was seen publicly with men who physically resembled David Bacon until she died in, I believe, the 1970s. So, who does she think did it? She thinks that Howard Hughes is behind 
David Bacon's death. Um, borrowing from the theory that it was a breakup gone bad, she believes that David no longer wanted to be romantically involved with Howard Hughes, and this upset him greatly um, for many reasons. Um, and again, this borrows from the um, Franklin Roosevelt theory that um, he ordered the hit. He was worried about David spilling the beans about their affair in order to gain cash. And basically, this cat, in Howard Hughes's eyes, this cast David as a villain and him as the hero who didn't want to be continuously blackmailed over these claims. Now, there's nothing to substantiate the, um, well, there's nothing to substantiate the claim, the theories in the last segment. Greta Keller actually came loaded with evidence, um, she kept encouraging the LAPD to look into Howard Hughes. Uh, she gave them... Allegedly, she gave them a lot of evidence that supported her theory and even hired her own private investigator to look into the matter. Um, the way the theory is best laid out is when when David Bacon auditioned for RKO Pictures and Howard Hughes, the two men hit it off and were extremely fond of one another. However, David had a wandering eye and Howard Howard was dismayed with how fast that how fast Greta Keller got pregnant. Uh, um, there, there's been talk that it was an agreement between them because she really wanted to be a mother um, that they would get her pregnant. There is... Uh, there's no word on whether they actually procreated or if they used... Um, some other insemination technique. But what we um what we do know is uh or allegedly Howard was very dismayed at how fast she got pregnant. He expected it to take a little bit longer if it happened at all. Um and Um, but not only was he dismayed about that, but as an actor, there were always people, um, from producers and, um, assistants throwing themselves at David Bacon, but also other actors. And David did not always say no, and would often end up in bed with, um, with other men. His favorite type, allegedly, was foreign-looking men. I will let you make of that what you will. Um, I I refuse to get into that conversation. 
But, um, from all accounts, this seems to, there, there seems to be some real um, concrete stuff here. Especially with the foreign men, um, or foreign looking men, I should say, and whatnot. <clears throat> However, I would be remiss if I didn't point out that there are also theories out there that suggest that Greta Keller herself is the killer. Or hired the killer. Um, as mentioned, David had a propensity for using his body um, to either make money or to get what he wanted. She was having a difficult pregnancy and some have, even though she delivered a stillborn uh, just after, like, Two to three weeks after David was killed, there are some people who believe um, that she actually lost the baby beforehand and knew she did and kind of started slipping, started slipping away um, and having a breakdown. Um, and some people have, have said there's no reason why she couldn't... Um, relax on the beach, soak up some sun, and, you know, she knew that he was going to end up going to the beach alone. Um, and one piece of evidence that has really confounded and, and, um, puzzled, um, both actual investigators from the LAPD and um, actual investigation from the LAPD and armchair detectives, which is what true crime aficionados are called, is there was a camera in the car when David died, and there was only one picture taken on the roll, and it was him naked on the beach. Who took that picture? Nobody knows. Um, it was possibly the mysterious passenger. And some people are saying that David was a little too, uh, he was flaunting, um, his ability to land men in bed too easily. And, um... As, as the wagon circled and the blackmail started getting more and more intense, Greta started worrying not only about their financial situation, but she also started worrying about <clears throat> her reputation. How would... How would people look at her if her husband was screwing all these other men? 
would they be sympathetic or would the public turn on her and say she turned him gay? So tell me what you guys think. Leave me an anchor voice message. Um, or, um, you know, reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at author Ed Anderson. Or you can tweet me at, um, on Twitter at author Ed A. And I, I don't know why I felt the need to say it like that. I really, I don't. Um, as always, thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this old Hollywood true crime episode and yes just so you all know i am i've been kind of playing with the idea of doing a book based around this story because i am really so fascinated by it um i was thinking about just doing a straight true crime um book however while recording this i decided I th- I think it's going to be a historical fiction. I'm just trying to figure out the best way to frame it now. So again, thank you all so much for listening. And until next time, cheers. <laughs>